being generous to yourself is probably a good way to handle that because it is easy to get frustrated if something changes, like if you have a plan or you have a thing that's working and then something changes and it's no longer working and it's sort of out of your control, it can be super frustrating. But I think it's good to remember that you're doing the best that you can. And even if you do feel like you're taking a step backwards, it's not like life is some linear journey from A to Z or whatever. Creative Souls, you are listening to Never Wear Boring Socks. I'm Anna Barnard. And I'm Maria Ramsey. Today, we're talking about how change and growth fits into creativity and wellness. So creativity and wellness being some of the things we focus on a lot and Never Wear Boring Socks and change and growth being a thing that happens in a lot of our lives, especially as young adults, as people college age and post-college age. Exactly. And if after you listen to this episode, you want to find show notes for it or other episodes, you can find us at our lovely new website, neverwearboringsocks.com. And if you want to get in touch with us, the best way to do that is to find us on Facebook and Instagram at neverwearboringsocks. You can join our Facebook listener group, talk Woo! to other listeners. Yay! Or you can email us at neverwearboringsocks at gmail.com. We always love to hear from you. Sounds good. Maria. Yes, Anna. What socks are you wearing today? Well, I have a confession to make. <laughs> I'm not wearing socks today. <gasps> and I wasn't wearing socks. <laughs> I'm in a really weird mood today. I wasn't wearing socks very recently for a podcast, too. Our episode with Ella, which was only two episodes ago. So I feel like two episodes with no socks within the span of three episodes is a lot. I feel like this is what happens during the summer, though. This summer. That's true. Because it's sandal season. Yeah, it's partly because of that. But if I so if I was at home, I would have grabbed a pair of socks, especially for the occasion, even if I hadn't been wearing socks all day, because this is the podcast, Never Wear Boring Socks. Right. But I'm not at home right now because my toilet is broken. So one, I needed to pee, so I need to leave. And two, I didn't want to record a podcast while people were fixing the toilet and making clanking noises in the bathroom. So I ran out of the house with my sandals on, forgot socks. And I'm recording this on my parents' house. So, no socks. <laughs> I forgive but it is you. Nice enough to wear sandals. Thank you, Anna. I appreciate <laughs> your forgiveness. Are you saving us today? Are you wearing socks? I am wearing socks. I'm okay, also very good. I'm wearing very exciting socks that um I certainly will not be wearing the rest of the day because it's very warm out and I'm wearing mm. a pair of knee-high socks, but they're appropriate for my mood right now so i'm wearing a pair of knee-high socks they're blue and red and yellow and they have little worms on them reading books so they're my bookworm socks and i chose these because i 
really am in the mood for reading right now and want to commit to reading a lot this summer. That's like one of my goals. And I was just telling Maria that I've been watching a lot of Netflix recently, which has been very enjoyable, but I feel like I should be using my time more productively to to read some things. So these socks are going to inspire me to do that. At least some of your time. Yes. Some of it is good to spend unproductively. But Yes. But books are good. That's a good summer activity. I'm feeling inspired to want to read more also. So yeah. thank you for reminding me. Of course. This week, as Maria said, we're talking about growth and change and how this influences our abilities to create as well as to take care of ourselves. Um, and Maria... And what it means in terms of our creativity and taking care of ourselves, too. Right. Kind yeah. of what that looks like. Yeah. And I want to ask you, Maria, because this is a topic that you picked, and it's feeling very relevant to me right now, but I wanted to know why you felt drawn to this topic, because I think this is something that maybe we've kind of like touched on a lot throughout different episodes, you know, in like our episodes about routines or about seasons and things like that. But I think um, we're both kind of feeling this sense of change right now. And I was wondering what what is so important about this to you? That's an excellent question. This has been something that's been on my mind a lot recently. I think partly because I'm going through a lot of changes just in my personal life right now. I'm going through some job changes. And I feel like a lot is just happening in my life right now. And it's been a year of a lot of growth for me. A lot of growth and changing as a person and growing up and sort of getting to know myself better. And I'm really interested in how that plays into especially the art that I'm making. Also, my self-care routine and my wellness practices and sort of how that fits into things. But I'm feeling this sense that like I am changing as an artist and that my style and my focus as an artist is changing. And I, the reason it's been on my mind a lot and it's something I'm thinking about a lot is because there are a lot of unknowns in this process. I feel like I don't know exactly what I'm changing to. I just know that kind of the style and the way I've been interacting with art and my creativity up until this point doesn't exactly feel in alignment with how I want to interact with it going forward. So I feel like I'm at a time where I really want to pause and reflect and think about how the growth and changes that I've gone through are going to affect my creativity going forward and kind of how, how I want to approach it in the future. So that's why it's on my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think you worded that really well, and I think that's something that a lot of people go through, and I'm excited to talk about this, because I think it's something that doesn't get talked about a lot, and reconciling with, like, changing styles and and artistic, uh, uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for, kind of visions or motivations can be really exciting, but also kind of hard to reconcile with. Yeah. And it makes me think of like when we like when we're following other artists, whether we're following them on Instagram or we're listening to all their albums that they put out for a musician or reading books from the same person, you can see how their art is reflecting changes mm, yeah. in, just in their life or in their personal growth a lot of the time. So I think our art can be a really... Like, can really be a mirror or a window into how, like, what's going on internally. Mm, yeah, And it's definitely. interesting to to kind of follow how that happens for other people, and it makes me think about, how is that going to happen for me? For and sure. What's my trajectory going to look like? Yeah. Well, I'm glad we're talking about this, because I feel this is really relevant to me in regards to the wellness side of things right now mm -hmm. um, because I am going through a health treatment right now for a various weird gut diagnosis that I have. <laughs> um, and that's influenced what I'm eating and how my body feels. And, and it's also influencing how I feel mentally um, and I think I'm more irritable because of it, because I'm not eating a lot of what I want to be eating. Mm -hmm. um, and it's making me low energy and things like that. Um, and then I'm also coming off of a long year at school and feeling kind of burnt out and wanting to kind of refocus myself and take care of myself before I embark on a new semester in the fall. And so this is really relevant to me too right now because I feel like a lot of how my body and my mind is feeling are things that I am wanting to change and that are changing right now and that I want to kind of work on and take care of this summer. And so I think this is going to be really helpful for me as well. Mm hmm. So what that's really interesting that you're kind of focused on the wellness side of change and I'm focused on the creativity side of change. And I think both aspects are going to be relevant to both of us. Oh, so yeah. I think that's, that's an interesting perspective for us to come into this conversation with. Do you feel like in terms of your health and your self-care, I guess, how are you reconciling these changes so far? What's yeah going on in your mind right now that's a good question i mean the thing is so when i got this kind of diagnosis i guess i mean that makes it sound more serious than it is but whatever i guess i'll use that word um i started on this diet but that was when i was still in school and so i was able to kind of like streamline that while i was at school and then i came home about halfway through this treatment program. Um, and so then now I'm having to kind of like change that around again. And mm. I'm eating a wider variety of foods because I have more access to them outside of the cafeteria. But that means my body's kind of having to like readjust again. And so it felt like I took a step backward, um, even though it's all just like part of the healing process, you know? So... I guess I'm kind of right now I'm kind of trying to figure out what I want to do in the next month or so 
as my kind of treatment dwindles down and I get to the end of it and how I can keep helping myself heal and feel better and things like that. Um, now that I'm at home and able to cook for myself and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's a crazy time. And that's a good question because it's something that I've been thinking about and I don't know if I have a streamlined answer for you either. And part of this is that I had like this physical stuff going on, but I also am just feeling, I'm feeling mentally pretty good, but emotionally I'm feeling kind of burnt out after a long Mm. year. And so And now I'm like back living with my parents again. My sister's gone for the summer, who I usually spend a lot of time with, you know, so trying to figure out where how I'm going to kind of like emotionally be able to be in a good place. Also, in order to create, because that's what I want to do this summer is what I want to make more time for that. So, again, all of these things are overlapping, but I'm planning to take some time in the next couple of weeks to kind of check in with myself and just like journal more often and meditate more often and take more time to reevaluate. But one of the biggest things that's been kind of like coming back to me is just like being generous to myself because I think I'm the kind of person who puts a lot of pressure on myself and is always like, okay, it's summer. So you have to be productive. So like, we're going to make these various goals and these plans. And then if I don't do them, then I get frustrated with myself. Um, And so Right now, I think one of the things that I'm going to try to focus on in order to be well is to be generous to myself. I think that's really important. And I I really like that you brought up a lot of the aspects of change. are They feel sort of external. I think for both of us, that's sort of just a period of life that we're in. Right. I don't think it's unique to people in their late teens and 20s but I do think that we are in a point in our lives where there is generally a lot of change in our life circumstances maybe on the whole more than some other age groups because like for you your your housing situation is changing my housing situation has changed jobs are changing school is changing all that kind of stuff. Right. So all of those changes make it, I think, challenging sometimes to, because you have to reevaluate and adapt to those changes. Like you were saying, you have to kind of change how you're doing things now that you're home instead of at school, which can be kind of challenging sometimes. And I think being generous to yourself is probably a good way to handle that because it is easy to get frustrated if something changes, like if you have a plan or you have a thing that's working and then something changes and it's no longer working and it's sort of out of your control, it can be super frustrating. Right. But I think it's good to remember that you're doing the best that you can. And even if you do feel like you're taking a step backwards, it's not like life is some linear journey from A to Z or whatever, which is hard to remember. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, that's a good point. And I think sometimes I forget about how much change is going on during, like, my Mm, college years and things like that. I mean, just, I realized last year, just my first year of college, that going home for breaks, on one hand, was really rejuvenating and good, and on the other hand, just completely jarred me. Like, it was, like, hard for me to be home because it, it was so different than what I had. You'd get so immersed in your life at college. 
Um, you're eating differently, even if it's not that differently, but that always threw off my body for a couple days, you know, even when I'm not on this weird regimen, you know? And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I think I've been trying to kind of like hold myself to a certain standard of like performance or wellness or whatever. Um, and now I'm kind of realizing like when you're going through all these changes all the time, you're not going to be able to bounce back just like that. And so, the more I can kind of step back and give myself some time to process the change and figure out what's going to be best for me in the coming days or weeks or months or whatever, then I'll be able to kind of roll with it a little better. Yeah. When you brought up something earlier, too, that I wanted to get back to, which is how you said you wanted to spend some more time meditating and journaling Mm, in the near future to kind of check in with yourself. And that's like pretty much exactly where I'm at too. I feel like I've been just like going, going, going for so long because I have so much stuff going on in my life and with work and everything. And this is, since I've been working in schools, I'm also on an academic year schedule. And since things are starting to wind down at the moment, this is kind of the first time I've really given myself the opportunity to pause and reflect on sort of a grander scale of what, what I want my life to look like going forward. I think for so long, I've just sort of jumped headfirst into the next thing instead of really taking a step back and thinking like, what do I want next? And I, I think that reflection and pausing is going to be really beneficial to me, especially because having gone through a year with so many changes personally and so much growth, I don't want to just jump into the next thing based on how I've always done something sort of, do things according to default because that's how I've always done things. Um, I really want to take a moment to pause and reflect and think about who I am right now and who does, like, what does that person really want next? Yeah, for sure. Well, and I just think the fact that we're talking about these things and recognizing these things speaks to the fact that we all need to take time to kind of just, like, process these things out loud sometimes too, you know, and it's helpful to have these, I I mean, I'm just grateful for like the fact that we have this space that we can talk about it and then come up with solutions together so that we can share with people who are listening and things like that. Um, And I feel like that's one of the main things that can help people through any period of change, you know, is like, whether that be like journaling, so you can like talk to yourself or talking to other people who you trust I think is one of the biggest, you know, like if there's any takeaways from this discussion about change, I feel like one of the big things is just trying to like talk through with people who are going to listen to you. Yeah. And I think choosing carefully who you are talking to, like you said, people who are going to listen to you and people who, if you are changing and growing a lot, people who support those changes Mm -hmm. and aren't going to just encourage you to continue as you have been doing because you seem 
successful in their eyes or something. Right. But someone who's really going to encourage you to grow and to pursue what really interests you and what is calling to you at that moment. Yeah, definitely. So I was thinking to kind of start us off, we could talk about what change might look like in terms of creativity and in terms of wellness. And you were talking a little bit about what creative change is looking like for you. Mm -hmm. But do you want to kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I think I did mention this a little bit earlier, but I think in terms of creative change, I feel like the type of creative work that I've been making, there's a couple different, I mean, I work in different media, so there's a few different pieces here. In terms of visual art, I have been... I feel like the style of art that I've been doing and kind of what I've been focusing on doesn't quite feel like something. It's not like exciting me in the same way that it used to. I sort of feel like I got what I needed to out of that style and those subjects and I'm ready to move on to something else. And I'm at a point where I don't really know what that is. And that's a little bit scary. So I think this period of reflection and just allowing myself to explore a little bit is going to be a time where I figure out what I want to like where I want to go next with that. And then in terms of poetry, I've been noticing that my poetry has shifted a lot. And my, my teacher, my kind of writing coach person has noticed that also. She's pointed that out a few times to me that my poetry used to be different than it is now. Like a lot of the poetry that I'm writing now is a lot more internal focused. If that makes sense, it's less like about some, character and it's more about like what's going on inside me even though it's still a similar style and similar kind of sensibility and then for music I feel like I I've been wanting to explore different kinds different styles of music there too I'm classically trained I've been doing that for years and I just recently got into fiddling a little bit more especially Celtic fiddling and That just feels so, sounds kind of cheesy, but it feels like Celtic folk music is like the music that speaks to my soul. Whenever I hear it, I'm like, oh, yes, this is the music. I have that with other things, too, and like even some classical music, too. But I just feel like that is a direction that I want to pursue and forms of music that are more more creative to me and less about playing something that someone else wrote hundreds of years ago that I'm now interpreting after many other people have interpreted it. And I have so much respect for the classical music community and I think so much of it is beautiful and I don't want to leave it behind, but it just doesn't really. And that's how I feel about my kind of my previous style of artwork and poetry too, but it's just not really where I am right now as an artist. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of how it feels for me. Yeah, this is really interesting to me because I feel like a lot of what you're talking about is like internal changes and what you are kind Mm -hmm. of like feeling and that as you are getting older and changing that this thing needs to change as well. Um, And something and I think these things kind of overlap, but I also have been thinking a lot recently, too, about just like 
how external changes can like influence the way that we yeah. that we interact with our art. So for me, again, like being in school all year, I haven't worked on my writing since like December because I've been so busy and now I have time mm-hmm. to. And so just like, how am I going to get back into that when I've had such a long break from it? Or um, like maybe you had a life event that has greatly altered your kind of values or what matters to you and your focus. And so that's going to influence your art. Um, or and building off of what you're talking about with music, in my case, I've been having a more difficult time finding the right opportunities to play the kind of music that I want in a setting that feels rewarding to me. And so I've been kind of like taking a step back from it, but that doesn't mean that I want to like give up music altogether or anything, but I'm trying Mm -hmm. to kind of like reevaluate my relationship with that, you know, and that's like a circumstantial thing that has caused me to rethink what's going on, like what, what role music plays in my life right now. And that's been like something really difficult for me to reconcile with. And so I think it's interesting that I don't know if there's a difference between these two types of changes, but I think it's helpful to recognize that sometimes it's coming from just like your tastes and what's and within you and how you want to change as a person. And sometimes there's just things going on outside in your life that are going to influence what you're doing no matter what. And it's helpful to know that so that we can kind of like accept those changes as they come. Yeah. I think this is a really interesting distinction. I think I was trying to get at that earlier and I didn't quite finish my train of thought. So thank you for continuing (laughs) with this. And I think that internal and external changes can also be very closely linked. Oh yeah. Like something external, like coming home from school or even starting a new year of school can impact you as a person internally so deeply because you're going through so much. And I think like even in terms of my poetry, I think part of the reason that it's changed this year is because I started going to therapy a few months ago. And part of it is that my writing group meets like a couple hours after my therapy session. So I'm like, my emotions are like right at the surface when I go to my writing group, which didn't used to be the case. I used to go after like a long day of work. And I think it was more of like, sort of an escape to some other world that still was very connected to where I, who I was internally, but, but now it's very much internally focused. But anyway, I think that like, that's also kind of an external event that has also has a lot of changes internally. They're very linked. Yeah, no, I was going to say that's like, that's such a great example. And also not just the internal and external, but kind of like the creativity and the wellness link too. you know, like yes, the fact that, that you decided to go to therapy to take care of yourself is now influencing how you're creating your art. And I think that's yes. a good transition for us to talk about what change looks like in wellness, um, mm-hmm. because I think there's similarities and there's differences to the creativity thing, because I think the biggest difference is that creativity often is kind of a choice we make or something we decide to pursue or a mindset that we cultivate, whereas wellness is something that at the end of the day, whether you're trying to take care of yourself or not, that's something that everyone arguably should be doing, (laughs) you know, and like that's just something that's integral to all of us as human beings. Um, And so 
on one hand, there's this idea of like seasonal change. And when you change your schedule or you change your lifestyle or events are happening, then you're going to change how you're taking care of yourself. Um, but there's also just the fact that like for me, I have this weird thing that I have to treat right now because that's just what my body's doing. And I don't really have, you know, like the, obviously I, I'm choosing to treat it and I mm-hmm. am lucky and privileged enough to have the resources that I need to treat it. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, like, is it, I, I mean, it's a choice, but it's also something that I, ha- I feel like I really have to do to make myself feel well. Um, mm. And so I don't know if this is making sense. I'm, I'm getting kind of rambling. It does make but, sense. Yeah. And that idea of, you know, how for people who have periods, that's something that like you don't get to decide when that's coming, you know, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's something, but that is always changing. And for me, like my cycles are hardly ever regular, especially as I treat this one physical thing that's affecting my hormones. And so my cycle mm-hmm. has been changing, you know, and that affects your moods and, you know, and so sometimes change is something that you really feel like you can't control in regards to wellness, which I think is slightly different than the creativity thing. And I was wondering if you agree with that or have something else to say about that. This is really interesting. I was thinking about while you're saying that I do think that there is a distinction there. And I also think we've talked about this a little bit, like creativity as being sort of a also an integral part of being a human. Right. So I think there's that piece also where like I do feel the need to create kind of as much as I feel the need to take care of myself on a physical and mental level. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because, right, I don't want to necessarily... partition these two things apart you know or because for some people like you said creativity is just as important as the wellness thing and that's i mean a lot of what we talk about is a part of it right and a lot about what we talk about is the idea that you have to use creativity in order to be well or you have to be well Mm -hmm. in order you know like sometimes you can't separate the two um so i think that's also important to acknowledge but it's just yeah there's so much going on with both of these intersections you know yeah I do think though like there is a distinction in in that when it comes to our health and wellness our bodies are sometimes just like sending us signals that we need to pay attention to like that like you said are kind of out of your control like you can't control when you get your period like you said you can't control when you get an illness or something. Of course, there are things you can do to prevent, but ultimately it is kind of out of your control. So I think there's a certain amount of, uh, what do I want to say? Like surrender to the process Mm. when it comes to change and wellness. And that I think you have to recognize when, something that you're doing for your health, like whether it be a dietary change or some exercise regimen or your meditation practice or whatever it is that you're doing, I think you have to recognize when it's no longer working for you instead of just continuing to do it. Because I think sometimes changes can be 
signs, like especially physical changes can be signs that like maybe something that we're doing is not working for us or maybe an invitation to change things up a bit, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. So obviously change manifests itself in a lot of different ways. We've been talking about this. And so something I think that I struggle with um, is how to recognize when we've changed Mm. and when maybe our creative or wellness practices need to change with us, you know, because I think sometimes it's obvious and sometimes it's not. Um, Yeah, I agree. And so and then when we do recognize that we've changed, how do we start going about kind of adapting to that change? I don't know if you have any initial insights into that. And this is something that, again, I don't know if I have distinct answers to this right now, um, but it's something that I'm always thinking about. It's something that I'm thinking about, too. And I think you're right. Like, sometimes it is obvious that something needs to change, and sometimes it's a little more subtle. And it can be challenging if something has been working for you, whether it's a creative pursuit in the way you're pursuing it or whether that's a wellness practice to like if it is a subtle change sometimes it's hard to like you said to notice it but then also to accept it yeah actually take action on that especially if it is subtle because you can sort of ignore it up to a certain point so I think in terms of like what what do we do about this how do we do this the answer that's coming to me right now is to pay attention to those subtle changes and i think it comes back to giving yourself time to reflect and pause and really evaluate your life and your choices and how you're feeling as opposed to just going sort of on autopilot Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that's going to be what's really important for me in the coming weeks as I decide what kind of new routines I want to get into as I transition from school to summer. Um, And also, so yeah, I think that space for self-reflection is really important. Another thing that we've talked about before that I think is important with this is the idea of trusting your intuition. Um. And sometimes it's all about just getting more in tune with yourself and with your body and your mind and really prioritizing yourself and making sure you're listening to when things are changing and when things need to change with you. And that's obviously easier said than done. Um we I think we have we've we've talked about intuition in a past episode and how we can kind of cultivate that. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. But I think intuition is one of those things that's really helpful when we're going through periods of change. I totally agree with you. And this is something that I wanted to talk about in today's episode also. And I think I think that's why periods of reflection and rest and pausing are so important in helping us navigate change because I think that that for myself anyway my own experience that's what I need in order to hear my intuition 
Because if I'm just, Mm. again, going on autopilot and going really fast and jumping into the next thing without really thinking or pausing, I'm not going to be able to hear my intuition. And I think it still probably will be giving me those more subtle signals of like maybe something happening with my body or maybe I just like get this little feeling. But if you keep yourself so busy, it's so easy to just push those aside and ignore them. And I kind of feel like I'm at a point in my life where I've been doing that to some extent for so long and I I don't know, I feel like almost like my intuition is getting louder and like telling me to, to pause so that I can hear it, if that makes sense. And this is really the first time that I've allowed myself to do that, like I said, to really pause and just take some time to listen to my intuition. Yeah, this is super helpful. And I think what's hard about this is that We live in a society that is, on one hand, incredibly individualistic, um, that advocates for us to kind of trust our gut and mm, kind of blaze a trail for ourselves. Um, And on the other hand, the fact that, like, we live in this capitalist society means that there's this value of productivity, which... Uh, makes it difficult for us to take breaks and everything is so fast paced. And so the idea that Mm -hmm. the fact that it's almost like a paradox that we're supposed to be kind of like blazing our own trails and being productive without taking the time to listen to our intuition, you know? And I think, I think taking the time to listen to our intuition is in a way kind of like, countercultural to what I agree. to what what our lives are like right now you know and so that's another really difficult part about this is that i think sitting down and taking time to just reflect is hard for us because it doesn't look like productivity and it doesn't look like we're doing something that is helpful um mm-hmm. and so much of what society measures are our worth by is what we can produce um, or accomplish. And so I think embracing that like countercultural side of it, you know, and embracing the fact that we need to listen to our intuition and take breaks is something that is going to help us navigate change and also just change the way we think about what taking care of ourselves means. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought this up. And I think that's so true. We like we do feel so much pressure from the world around us to keep being productive and just keep doing things and going. And I've noticed this just even in how I think about like what other people are thinking of what I'm doing, which of course we don't want to get too caught up in that. Right. But we all do. <laughs> So I've I've noticed that it's been hard for me to explain to people that I'm pausing Mm, to explain why I'm taking this break from certain things in my life, because I feel like either it's I can feel that people don't understand it or I'm worried that they're not going to understand it. So it's taken me a little while to settle into my decision more and feel more confident in 
explaining myself mm-hmm. or like not having to explain myself as much and just saying more confidently like I'm pausing for a second <laughs> yeah and also doesn't mean I'm like stopping forever <laughs> right and also feeling the need to justify yourself right you know I think yeah this is something that I think our conversations throughout these past couple years have helped me realize that I am incredibly motivated by this value of productivity that our kind of like capitalist values have mm-hmm. um have kind of promoted but the fact is that we can't be productive all the time and that kind of has backfired me backfired on me a lot because when I don't take breaks, I really can't get anything done. And then I beat myself up for it, you know, and it's like this cycle. And I think, um, the fact that we have to justify ourselves to other people when we take breaks is one of those things that just like encourages that cycle. And I think, I think, uh, just telling people, you know, like I'm just taking a break this summer to kind of reevaluate and, and, you know, whether that be take care of my mental health or focus more on my creativity or whatever. Like, I think if we can get away from our instinct to justify it to other people, you know, and say, well, like, because of these reasons, like, this is why I'm (laughs) deciding not to be productive this summer, you know, then we can start changing the conversation around, you know, what does wellness mean and what does a good life mean and what does productivity mean? Because I think this is all wrapped up in these ideas of change. And I think the values of productivity that are so integral to how our society operates are not helpful when we're going through periods of change because it encourages you not to take breaks. It encourages you to keep going, you know, um, so there's my rant on um, yeah. on capitalist society for the day. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Thank you for bringing that all up. And <laughs> I got a little, I got a little philosophical. No, it's good. I like getting philosophical. <laughs> it's part of the reason why we have these podcasts. Right, so you can get a little philosophical. In these long conversations. But I mean, that's something actually that's been motivating me to try and justify myself less. Right. Is to be an example. Like be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to just like complaining about how we're expected not to take breaks and to just keep going to just like do what I think we should do and be confident in my decision and not try to justify it so much, which is hard. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm doing my best. <laughs> Good for you, because that's what we need. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And right. I think that speaks to the idea that, I mean, just change in general is so uncomfortable. And maybe we need to learn to just sit in that discomfort you know for a little while and be okay with it and accept ourselves because um i think that's another thing that we try to do is we try to get to the next comfortable thing or get away from painful or uncomfortable situations and and maybe we just need to sit with it yeah i think that's another like really widespread cultural thing yeah our avoidance of discomfort definitely something i experience on a personal level yeah very often (laughs) 
basically we just need to restructure society and then we'll be able to navigate change perfectly fine (laughs) (sighs) but that's what we're we're trying to help make that happen right having the conversation is the first step yeah then being the example yeah any other thoughts you have about change anna and navigating change in terms of creativity or wellness I think the last thing that I was thinking about, especially in regards to change and creativity, is so you're talking about, you know, moving forward as you kind of change what what you value and your style of art and things like that. I'm wondering what happens when, let's say, we realize we've changed when we realize that we maybe don't like what we've created in the past <laughs> um, or, or we were like reevaluating what we've done in the past. And you were talking about how um, what you've done in the past you really enjoy, but it's just kind of something that you feel like you're wanting to move on from. Um, yeah. Which might be another version of this, you know, but how do we kind of, I, I mean, there's that, that, uh, common conception that is also true that you know we we have to create so much bad art before we can create good art you know and a lot of that speaks to the idea that creating is always this process of change um but how do we kind of deal with the fact that we aren't gonna always like what we created and maybe we do at one point and then we look back on it and we're like wow that was really awful i can't believe i liked that (laughs) you know how do we how do we Uh. reconcile with that that's a good question. <laughs> and I mean, I definitely have had those experiences also. I'm not going to say that everything I've ever made, I still think is as fabulous as I did when I first right. made it. <laughs> and like, especially in terms of poetry, it's kind of easy to see because I have a binder where I print out every poem that I write, basically, and put it in a binder so that I have something to flip through as I'm thinking about publishing a collection of poetry or illustrating some of my poetry. Illustrating? illustrating some of my poetry. I said that weird. Um, But I can see, like, if I go back far enough and I look at my poetry, I'm kind of like, I definitely don't want to publish that. (laughs) But I think for me, it comes down to just having some compassion for my past Mm. self and realizing that that's where she was at at the time and that's totally valid and that doesn't mean just because I wrote a poem that I think is not good like that doesn't mean that I wasn't a talented artist at the time and it doesn't mean that I'm still gonna make bad art it also doesn't mean I'm gonna always make good art going forward that's just probably gonna happen again like maybe in 10 years I'll look back and be like ugh, the stuff I wrote when I was 26 (laughs) garbage <laughs> who knows <laughs> right and i think i'm yeah i i really like the fact the the way you worded that idea of compassion towards your past self and also just recognizing that maybe the things that we created that were quote unquote bad in the past were necessary steps to take in order to create the good yes. stuff um and you know rec- again the fact that you saying that the fact that we've created maybe bad things in the past doesn't negate our ability to create good things in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really helpful. And I think also just something that's helpful with change in general, and especially to the situation is just reframing it in terms of growth, because I think yeah. change can be so scary to us 
for good reason. And if I think change is always an opportunity for growth, it might not seem like that, but I think it always gives us the the opportunity to grow with the things that we change through. And I think that's an inherently positive thing. And so reframing that in terms of growth can be helpful. And it comes back to PMA, people. Exactly. It always comes back to PMA. have a quote to share with us this week i do i have a quote from oprah of course source of never-ending wisdom and inspiration oh yes and this quote is just really speaking to me today and i feel like it's semi-related to what we're talking about she said you get in life what you have the courage to ask for and this, this speaks to change for me because, again, I think it goes back to this idea of living on autopilot versus taking the time to kind of go inward and pause and think about what do I actually really want going forward for my health, for my creativity, for my life. And I, I think a lot of it is about courage. Again, because change is scary and hard. And I think having the courage to pause, like go through that scary change unknown period, and then the courage to admit and ask for what you want is really magical. Yeah. And the idea that asking for something is always this communal exchange and that that is needed for periods of change and for lots of other things you know mm-hmm. it's it it's not just us working towards a goal on our own grinding it out i think it takes courage to ask for help but it's also a skill that yes that we need to cultivate and that's really important so yeah i really love that quote yeah, nobody's creating or living on their own little island yeah. with no connection to no other humans or forces or beings. Right, right. Yeah. Thanks, Oprah. Many, many thanks to Ben Ramsey, the Cheese Beast, for doing our fabulous audio editing. And another thank you to Martha Barnard for her mandolining. I like that new verb, mandolining. <laughs> <laughs> we, create, we create words here. One of of our pastimes. (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating or a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts because it really helps other people find the podcast and we want to keep spreading around this community of creative souls. And socks. (laughs) Yes. So until next time, never wear boring socks.